Welcome to the PT Legends Podcast, where co-hosts Dave Bess and myself, Scott Carpenter, share our journey in secrets of success. From our humble beginnings as personal training employees of a big box gym, to struggling studio owners that have made every mistake in the book, to where we are now, the owners of a multi-seven-figure business operating multiple personal training studios internationally, and now coach and mentor to fitness professionals in five countries and counting. This is our story, and these are our secrets. Subscribe to our podcast, learn, take action, and build your own fitness empire. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the PT Legends podcast. I am Scott. Big Dave clocking in. Clocking in once again. Um, today, we're going to talk about why we settle for less in our business, and and we're also going to share, Dave's going to share <laughs> his colossal rejection that he had earlier in his life. Um, we were just talking about this uh, a little while ago when we were in New Orleans with the guys. And uh, um, Wait, you, did, was I so drunk? Did I tell that story? You, you told that, at least parts of it. Oh, parts wow. Of, yeah. Um, but uh, but it's, it's funny, guys. And, but it, it really relates to the fact that we have a hard time moving forward in business, a lot of times we get comfortable where we're at and, uh, and we kind of settle. And I mean, when we look back years ago, when you first started your business, you're super excited because you wanted, you wanted to lead a movement. You wanted mm -hmm. to impact your community. You want to, you want to change people's lives and for the better, just how fitness is instrumental in changing your life. You want to do that for other people. And you had like hopes and dreams, mm -hmm. right? And, like in cocktail and the pink neon lights, right? Yeah. And, and all that kind of stuff. And then reality hits and business is hard and people don't listen to you as much. And, and you try a lot of things and you failed a lot of things or had mediocre success. And it probably, your business probably isn't as a level where you had initially dreamed of. And a lot of times we settle for that because it's scary to do otherwise. Some of you are on the up and up and you're actually at all time highs right now, which is great. Um, but a lot of you, I know, because we work with a lot of you, we work with two types of businesses, guys. We work with ones that are doing really well, and we help them launch them to the stratosphere in the next, to, to an entirely new level that they didn't think possible. And then we also work with the gyms who are struggling. Whether you're having a hard time making ends meet or you're taking home three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000, but you still have all the overhead and the stress and you're working a lot and all that kind of stuff. So we work with both types of gyms. Um, but no matter where you're at, at some point, you'll probably reach a certain comfort level, whether that is you're always grinding and struggling or where you kind of had the golden handcuffs where like you're doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. You're not working a ton of hours. You want more, but it's really unsettling to go for more. And that's that's where yeah. a lot of people are trapped. No doubt about it. But and, and so why do we settle for that? That's a great question. Is it just fear of just the unknown of if I fall on my face, what's going to happen? That's that's a big part of it. I think one is like, mm -hmm. I've tried all these different things and I don't know how to break through to the next level. Mm -hmm. I think so part of it's knowledge. But, and, and these things we can find, but I think it's scary even to seek that out and scarier mm -hmm. to pull the trigger on it because, shoot, we've spent a lot of money on different coaches. Yes. They're expensive to work with, right? And like... I wouldn't have spent the money that you did initially because I was too scared to do it. And 
I mean, recently we hired somebody for 15,000, right? I was still scared to do it, but you, yeah. you're just, you've given me a lot more confidence to do that and go for it. But I think you hit it on nail on the head. Like a lot of it is, is fear and it's fear of, of being rejected. And when we talk about how to sell transformational offers mm-hmm. and sell 2000, 3000, upwards of $78,000 for nine week programs to clients, a lot of people, a lot of the clients that, that sign on with us, they, they, or the people thinking about it, they see it. Like there's immediate social proof because they know multiple people that are, are doing this and are exploding their businesses. So they get it. The fact of the matter is you can't get in enough leads to, if you have a large group and you're going on volume and low price, it's really hard to keep that growing mm-hmm. because of attrition. Fact. You've got to sign up 15 people, a lot of you, to prevent from sliding backwards or at least 10 people just to prevent from moving backwards. Um, and so you know that you can't get enough leads and Facebook leads are more expensive. You know that if you just focus on retention, that number can only get so close to zero. That's tough. Like you can't just focus there. It's a law of diminishing returns just by its very nature. People are going to get sick. They're going to move away, mm-hmm. right? They're going to get bored no matter how great of a service you, you deliver. So you know only get so close. And what it comes down to is you've got to raise the price, but it's freaking scary. When we did it, scared us scared and and a lot of it's just like you have this amazing consultation you have this amazing uh conversation like this person needs it they know it i know it they need this thing i'm so excited and instead of looking at your normal prices and selling them pt or group you look at these transformation ones and everything in your being is saying no i can't i'm too scared to offer my three thousand dollar program it's a defense mechanism, right? Yeah. It's just, no, I don't want to hear that no. It's, I don't want to hear, I'm terrified of the no. You've got so much invested in that conversation and then yeah. you're so scared to hear that no. Or, or, and that's a lot of what it is. And uh, what do you do? So you've got a technique. This is what we were laughing about. You've got a technique that you yep. do going into these consultations that help you get over that, get over that yeah. like every time. I think I do this probably once a week. I have the, conversa- <laughs> I have the conversation with myself. It's like, what's the worst case scenario? That's, I, I ask myself that probably maybe every day, like subconsciously, like mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm doing something like, oh, I have to, I have to, oh, I have to have a renewal conversation. You know, and, and it don't, you have that kind of that voice in your head. It's like, what if this person doesn't renew? Like they went through six weeks, they're seeing amazing changes. What if they say no? So like I, I always shift to, well, what's the worst case scenario? So this is my worst case <laughs> scenario. So <clears throat> I guess this was right, but this was like 2011, right before I moved to Arizona. Uh, the story is I was living in Southeast Missouri, taking care of the family farm. And I mean, I was what, 27, just an idiot. And I had a, you know, looking back at it, I had a really good chance with a girl who I loved. But I, at the time, I was an idiot, and I didn't know if I wanted to, like, okay, let's move to Wisconsin and really make it happen with her or move to Arizona. And so I was just so indecisive. Like, we ended up breaking up, and I'm still in southeast Missouri thinking, okay, what is my future going to look like? And I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but I was a huge fan of Dawson's Creek. So it was James Vanderbeek, okay, and then Zach <sighs> Morris, Saved by the Bell. And I'm watching, you know, TV is a T uh, Franklin and bash Franklin and bash. It's is, is a show. And so it's, it's a lawyer show. Great. It was only had a couple of seasons, but idiot Dave, like I'm watching it in Dawson's. So Dawson, James Vanderbeek and Zach Morse are in the same scene together. And I go, that's it. I'm, I'm meant to be with Becca. 
Like that was that was my <laughs> oh, internal <man>. dialogue. <laughs> makes sense to me. I mean, it makes sense to me. And I was like, okay. So the next morning, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna drive to Wisconsin today. So I drove it was like an eight and a half hour drive, and now I listened to the same song. It was a Blake Shelton song. Did I, I'm not gonna sing because I can't sing, but I listened to it on repeat, just getting jacked up for this main event that was gonna go down. <laughs> so I get to Wisconsin, and I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do? And the girl, like I used to manage the the shop that she was working at, so I knew she was probably working there that day. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to her work. But what am I gonna do? I decided to go with the lifetime, the life size teddy bear route. So I went to Target, like a life size teddy bear. It wasn't like a mini teddy bear. This is a big boy teddy bear. <laughs> so I bought it, got some roses. So now the stars are. And she doesn't know you're coming. No idea. She and at this, I mean, you wait till you hear the, the end of the story. Yeah, she is. She's clueless. So at this point, like we're just we're done. Dave's moving to Arizona. She thinks I'm on my way to Arizona. So I drive to her work. And now I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? I have this life-size teddy bear in the back of my car. I have roses. I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call into the shop. I'm going to talk to the manager because I know the manager, Big John. I'm going to go, John, I'm here. I'm going to win Becca's heart back. You're going to open up the back door. Tell her to take all the trash. I'm going to be there. Sounds like a really... (laughs) This sounds like a Dawson's Creek plan. Yes. Hell yeah. So this is it. You know, Katie Holmes, you know, God, it was going to happen. And so I called and she answered. So she was working that day and I hung up immediately. And I'm like, oh, there's caller ID. She texts me. And at this point, she's Italian, kind of mean. She texted me like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing calling the store? And so then I had about 15 seconds and I'm like, what do I do? Do I wait until she gets off and greet her in the parking lot? No, that's not what James Vanderbeek would do. <laughs> I'm going to go into the store. Guns ablazing. So I grab my life-size teddy bear. I grab the flowers and I march into the store. It was a crowded day. I think it was like a Friday <laughs> afternoon. So wall to wall. It was like, it might've been, I don't know if it was the holiday season, but it was packed. I do remember that it was packed. And I walk in and just everyone is staring at me. <laughs> and Becca, we catch eye contact. I'm like, this is it. This is like, I mean, you, this, this is, is a movie. Cue, cue that whatever that song is. I'm not a yes. Dawson's Creek fan, but cue I that. I don't want to wait. <laughs> so this yeah. is that. Like, that's it. Like, this is, this is my movie moment, right? It did not end movie. Well, I guess this movie moment, it spiked a panic attack. So she runs to the back, just leaves. So we caught this amazing eye contact, and I'm like, it's all happening. She leaves. So I'm standing in, like, in, like cement, just waiting. I'm like... She's going to come back out. This is all good. And then there's this older couple came up like, we don't know what you did wrong, but you're going to win her heart back. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, I'm like five minutes into that. Like, I'm just standing there. Uh, like, What do I do? What do I do? So I'm like, I'm going to just walk outside real quick and conduct myself. I get a text. The text said, motherfucker, leave. <laughs> That's verbatim. And so the bottom line is, oh, I don't know if you can get a worse no than that. And you drove from Arizona to Wisconsin. So this is Missouri, no, 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 Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. But still eight and a half hour yeah. investment. And I mean, it was at that time, I, I, I kind of thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with her too. I mean, ouch. ouch. And so that, so my point being, and I tell this to the legend clients, if I, it wasn't that bad, that no, wasn't that bad. 
Like I got my car. I'm like, okay, I have my answer. I moved out to Arizona and we're having this conversation today. I got closure from that. I'm like, okay, this just isn't meant to be, but that is the worst possible. No, I could not get another no like that the rest of my life. Yeah. You're good. Now, every time I am like, okay, I might get rejected. I have my, my Wisconsin moment. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? Hey, you should renew. And is that going to spike a panic attack? Probably not. So it was yeah. a great, I mean, I, I, I look back at it and this is, I'm an idiot and I've taken a lot of chances like this, but I'll always say, Hey, I did not have any regrets. Yeah. That's, and, and guys, that's, that's the lesson right there is, is you gotta, you gotta go for it, you know? And, mm-hmm. and we've done it time and time again, we're higher expensive coaches and like, yeah, we might not get anything, but you, you'll, the, the, the Wayne Gretzky quote, mm-hmm. quote right? Mm-hmm. You'll miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And how many shots in your life have you passed on because you are afraid of failing or you're afraid of getting rejected? And, and I mean, we, we, we do that all the time. Like you were asking me after you told me that story, you're, you're like, what's, what's your biggest rejection, you know? And yeah, a lot of it guys, then what I realized is like, I'm sure I've got something somewhere, but I, it, it, I had a hard time thinking of anything. And like where I, I mean, I've been rejected plenty, but not where like I went for it and just got completely rejected. And what I realize is the reason I'm having a hard time thinking of something like that is because I have actually let that fear mm-hmm. of rejection prevent me from doing it in the first place. Like I, I know mm-hmm. I've got I, it's stuff from way back childhood, adolescence or something like that, whether it was yep, yep. a sports tryout or it was uh, something with a girl, whatever. But I'm sure I had like from way long ago, some rejections and it just caused me to put on that suit of armor. We're just like, no, I'm not, not going to put myself out there anymore. And that's not good. Yeah. That's not good. You got to realize that. And I still, I still get that for sure. I guess that's maybe the most powerful thing is get just failing hard. I think that's, yeah. I mean, I probably every single successful person in the world has failed on their ass. Y- yeah. Over and over and over. And guys, this is why, like, that fear of rejection is why you sell a personal training session at sixty-five mm. or seventy or seventy-five dollars yes. instead of putting it at one hundred and ten dollars, instead of putting it at one hundred and thirty dollars. Is you fear that you fear that rejection? That's that's a big reason. And I mean, we teach you how to sell transformation programs, so you no longer have to do that. But at the end of the day. Yeah, you gotta you gotta sit there and, and for a nine week program ask for two thousand, three thousand, six thousand, and then our legends have extended that to seven and eight thousand dollars for virtual programs, virtual programs. It takes some mm-hmm. balls mm-hmm. to to put that out there, and you're gonna have to face the real possibility of rejection, saying I don't think you're worth that. Now they're good at that. I mean, we've we've taught them well. Right. They're killers. But you're still going um, to get a lot of no's along the way. Yeah. No's that hurt. Mm, you're going to get no's. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, you, you are. But if, if you let that guide your behavior, you're, you're going to settle. I guarantee you. You just have mm-hmm. to reach. Yep. You have to reach bigger. You just have to do it. And I've played. The, we've all had areas where we played mm-hmm. the small game because it was safer. Right? There's less fear of failure. There's less fear of rejection. No doubt about it. I can't wait the next time we fell at something. <laughs> I'm just looking forward. It's it's so fun. 
like looking back at it, like every time that it's, I've fallen on my ass like that, it's just it's never been as bad as I thought it was gonna be. It'll, it's probably gonna be the book, right? It's probably yeah, gonna be the book I write. People yep. are like, this book sucks. <laughs> One star reviews on what? Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you got you just gotta do it, guys. I mean, we are scared the first time we did our podcast. Yep. Right? There's there's Facebook like, Live. Facebook Live, our first Facebook lives. And and then you just go for it and you realize because what you do. This is what I have consciously done over the years, though, is for the past maybe three years, is when I'm scared of something, I label it. I write it out. Mm -hmm. And I, I ask questions. I'm like, okay, what do I fear right now? Yep. Why do I fear that? And then, like, what is my worst, just like, like, like your thing, like, what is the worst case scenario worst that could case happen? Nuclear scenario. Yep. Yeah. And I also look at, like, what is the best case scenario? And, and then I look at what's the most likely and then, it, but I take a look at that, that worst case scenario and really illustrate it. And then I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. how likely is it to happen and assign a percentage? And then I go beyond that and I say, okay, so here's the worst case scenario. Here's how likely it has happened. Can I recover from this? How long would it take me to recover? How much would it set me back? And here's the thing. Let's say I'm selling, choosing between selling them a $150 group membership versus $3,000. What's the worst case scenario? In both instances, I it's a zero. They tell me no, and it's a zero. At the three thousand dollars, I might feel a little bit humiliated, maybe because it's newer and this and that, right? But that's it. You know, what's the best case scenario? My best case is one hundred and fifty dollars or three thousand dollars. What's the likelihood of each? Well, the closing percentage, believe it or not, is very damn similar, and your your potential upside is way higher in the three thousand mm -hmm. dollars. And then you know, the worst case scenario is a no, a zero dollars. Well. What is that really? Okay, well, I'm going to lose the sale, and then my feelings might be hurt, or I might be a little embarrassed, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll have to face rejection. Okay. Yeah. Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is that? It's not really bad at all. No. Right? I'm not physically harmed, right? Nobody's bad-mouthing me. Like, yeah. Right? And, and, and how long would it take me to recover from that? Oh, I don't know. Five seconds? Seriously, right? Yep. You have you literally have nothing to lose. Like it, you just have to do it, and and that fear, but that fear lets us play small so many times in our lives. So many mm -hmm. times, but yeah, define it. What's what's the best case scenario? What's the most likely scenario? Yep. What's the worst case scenario? That worst case scenario, how bad really is it? Are you going to be maimed? Right? Are you going to be thrown out on the street? At the end of the day, most are so trivial. Yes, right. And we don't take time. Like that one you hit, that was pretty bad, right? So now you compare it to that. Is it going to be as bad as that? No. No. I can handle it then, no. right? I've never had to know, though, like really like having this conversation, I've never had to know that hurt longer than like with girls breaking your heart like that, that can be. But man, it's it's never as bad as you think it is. Mm -mm. It, yeah. It's, it's the is. anticipation the of anticipation. it. The anticipation. That is what cripples us. It, it's And that's just in our minds, guys. Mm -hmm. We're yep. just projecting this to be a bigger deal than it is, and it's not. And you're right. The most successful people, they fail faster than every. They feel yeah, more yeah, and that. faster than everybody else. And if you adopt that mindset, guys, there's no limit. Like, you don't have to settle for your business right now. You don't have to settle for your life right now if you want more. You just got to be able to fail over and over again. Mm -hmm. That's it. And not fear it. Or, well... It's not that you don't fear it. It's that you choose to overcome that fear and take action anyways. Love it. Absolutely. So, hey, deep thoughts with Scott and Dave. That's it.
<laughs> Go spike a panic attack out there. Get that no. That's right, guys. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully that was informative. I know this shows up somewhere in your life, so take a look for it. Take action. Do the right thing and play the big game. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Dave and myself, Scott, would love to thank you for tuning in and listening to the PT Legends podcast. You can get direct access to us by joining our free Facebook group. Go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash seven-figure personal trainer. That's seven-figure personal trainer with the number seven. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep on learning and keep on living. Finally, if you picked up any tips whatsoever in this episode that you found helpful, be sure to leave us a review and tell us what you like best about it. Can't wait to see you on the next episode.